time for Yusuf on security. I'm your host, Ibrahim Yusuf. Glad you're joining me once again. We will go and demystify sassy, and I will let you know what that means in a minute. But before we get into that, let's start with some current security news. It's all coming up next on Yusuf on security. This is Yusuf on Security, episode 21, recorded Saturday, 26th of June, 2021. Sassy. Microsoft has officially unfailed the eagerly anticipated next version of Windows, and they call it, wait for it, Windows 11. Now, the name comes as no surprise after a previous build of Windows 11 was leaked, um, I think, um, a couple of weeks ago, which gave the world um, of geeks and um, operating systems such as Windows lovers um, a brief glimpse of the new features. Now, I'm not really interested on the features such as um, uh, rounded corners and colors, etc. Um, but what I am interested in is the security aspect. Um, but, you know, you should know Windows 11 will be a free upgrade for Windows 10 users and it will be offered by a Windows update when it becomes available, um, I'm, I think, um, later in the year. Microsoft will continue to develop Windows 10 and it will release build, um, as I said, I think um, 19044 in the fall. Um, and that is um, September, October timeframe, um, basically after the summer. Um, what I am really interested in is... Um, it's what Microsoft is now um, has introduced um, heavily uh, because the Windows is going to be more secure um, than, um, you know, an effort, I should say, will be put more on the security aspect um, because there will be a TPM um, um, requirement. And what is a TPM? TPM stands for Trusted Platform Module. Um, and um, it's an international standard for secure crypto processing, um, which basically is a dedicated um, small chip, a microcontroller, which is designed to secure hardware um, through um, basically integrated cryptography control. So they you know what the Apple world called the um, secure enclave. If you are in the Apple um, 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 world, um, it's what the TBM will, will will be will be offering, and it will be a requirement. So Microsoft, um, um, for those who can access, has released a a PC health check um, tool um, just to check whether the hardware. Um, will support Windows 10 because there is a dependency on the hardware. And if you do see an error, um, which says this PC cannot run Windows 10, um, it's most likely uh, because you are missing a TBM module on your motherboard um, on your PC. Um, and that's basically that independent processor that secures hardware um, through, secure, through cryptography. Now, the, the requirement um, is, as I said, um, you know, while most of the motherboard do come with a TBM installed, uh, most of the CPU released since um, 2013 
have a built-in firmware um, TBM that can be enabled um, through the BIOS. There's the basic input-output. That's the screen that you normally press F8 or a combination of keys depending on the hardware that you're using on your PC where you go into that um, pre-boot um, hardware setup, um, black screen or blue screen, depending on, on, on the system, um, the BIOS, um, and you can enable um, through that. Windows has also um, introduced, um, you know, amongst other feature, um, features that I'm not really um, interested in, but more um, security side, is a DNS over HTTPS. And what that really means is, um, you know, the, uh, the DNS resolution um, is carried out in a secure manner. Um, have a look at um, the episode that I covered on um, DNS security. For those of you who are using network attached storage, also known as NAS, um, in particular the Western Digital MyBook, you might have noticed um, reports that um, those storages are being remotely wiped. Um, and that's true um, because a lot of people are putting those um, devices um, on public facing um, network um, and and of course that's going to be a problem um, if you don't get wiped out you're probably going to end up with other sort of other sorts of problem um, so western digital is urging users to disconnect the, um, their devices from the internet while the issue it's been uh, it's been looked into and and of course you know do not expose network attached storage to the internet because you will be asking for for trouble um, and unfortunately users almost certainly um, um, connected these devices directly to the internet um, but you know you're not going to be blamed um, the provider of these devices western digital should be able to secure them um, but at least um, you should take precaution um, when you are attaching those devices or similar um, you know devices that are not really um, hardened enough or not supposed to be public facing you should not really be putting on the public network and finally sonic wall updates fix um, which was incomplete um, from last october so they, re they released the update for its vpn network security appliance um, which was vulnerable um, and that was insufficiently apparently um, addressed back in October 2020, would you believe? So that was um, related to a memory leak vulnerability which was exploited um, in, in order to give access to sensitive information in an um, unauthorized manner. So, you know, incomplete patches like this make it even more difficult for the vendors really to track vulnerabilities. Um, it's one thing to have a vulnerability, but also it's another to have to wait um, for a very long time. I mean, October to um, now, um, which is end of June, is a long time. So in addition, this type of vulnerability have been exploited in several recent um, ransomware attacks as well, unfortunately. So the fix was released in, on June 22nd um, and you need to roll it out if you haven't. So while this vulnerability is not being actively exploited, um, um, Sony World VPN and email security product remain obviously a target for multiple exploits, including um, um, one that is a ransomware known five hands. So um, you really shouldn't wait for too long. 
So what is SASE? In 2019, Gartner published a report called The Future of Network Security is in the Cloud. And in that report, Gartner introduced the Secure Access Service Edge, which is SASE. And that's a concept. Now, that concept includes an ever wider set of security functionality um, that the normal secure internet gateways, proxies, um, include. And that includes the convergence of network functionality as well. So SASE solution can secure the cloud, data centers, and branch network edge and deliver a secure um, software-defined um, mechanism, so to speak. And in the future of network securities in the cloud report, um, Gartner shared their prediction um, stating that by 2023, and now we are 21, so by 2023, 20% of enterprise will have opted um, or adopted for the secure web gateway, um, the CASPI, um, um, which is basically the zero trust network access, as well as the branch with firewall as a service capability from the same vendor, um, from you know less than five percent in 2019. So that's quite a development. So with that backdrop, let's go one step further. As you know, the enterprise network has seen a huge acceleration as well as transformation over the past um, decade. And now, as a result, the security products are also changing and marching forward. And the market is moving from a single purpose point product to multifunction security solutions, which are um, closely sort of tightly integrated into a cloud service offering. What I'm really talking about here is solution approach um, to to security rather than silo approach. And what do I mean by that? Um, Silo approach is what we grew up with, um, what we know, where we buy one product to provide a functionality and to fulfill one need. For example, take the endpoint protection or the EDR, where a solution approach to security is you take 10,000 feet um, step back and look down on your environment and resolve security from all corners of wherever that issue might come from. And what I mean by that is you concatenate a lot of um, controls to provide a solution rather than relying one product per one you know, solution to a problem. So that's essentially the solution approach um, to security is what I mean by that. Now, the goal is simple is to deploy security services um, how and where you choose um, with having the capability and and everything that comes with the the public cloud, um, such as direct internet access, cloud applications, and protection from a central point where you don't rely on data centers and a choke point where everything will um, come and culminate into one place but rather you'll have a protection from a central location remote roaming users alike without the need for an additional hardware let's step through those changes that i mentioned earlier 
The first is the cloud adoption. The use of um, public cloud apps and services has um, transformed the industry and has exploded as well over the past decade. And every year, um, enterprises produce more and more data, um, which then increasingly um, um, are being stored as a software, um, as a service or SaaS application. Um, and that location is in the public cloud. Um, I think it's um, people have realized that storing data locally seems to be more and more problematic because the amount of storage, although um, coming down in terms of price, the demand of storage is just huge. The risk of losing those data are becoming more and more problematic, but also the cost of storage has plummeted as well. So those data that has been generated are going up in the cloud. So the Enterprise Strategies Group um, 2019 report, and I will provide links obviously to this, um, and that report is called The Rise of Direct Internet Access. They, they projected 60% of organizations will use SaaS applications for greater than half of their business need over the next two years. And that was, that was 2019, so now plus two years is 2021, where we are now, especially for highly distributed organizations, because those are the ones who need it most. Now, the growth of enterprise cloud adoption is obviously evidence um, in ev- any walk of life that you actually see um, pertaining to the, um, to, the, to the networks um, and the usage of, um, of those infrastructure. So that's the cloud adoption front. What about the remote offices? Well, um, the days of employees working together in, in the same place um, was really just coming to an end even before the pandemic, but the pandemic has accelerated that as well. People don't go to offices as often as they used to. Um, so as organizations expand into new markets um, or maybe acquiring smaller companies and their office um, footprint, um, the number of remote and branch offices grow too. So for the average enterprise, um, you know, small offices um, dotted here and there generate uh, most of the revenue when you look at it today. Um, so, you know, the a research from the Enterprise Strategic Group suggests that 80% of users are located in remote or branch offices as well. So, so that is further accelerating um, the, the need for access to resources from wherever. Um, and I think if you really um, add the complexity and the pandemic um, trust us, uh, you know, trusting us into, into remote work um, is, is quite evident. So some remote offices, obviously, locations might be connected to a main office um, of, uh, over, you know, the traditional um, MPLS, one link, um, but that is becoming more common for a remote office to connect to the main office over um, virtual private network. But certainly, um, that's essentially what I do when I am at home and actually accessing um, um, applications and resources um, into the corporate environment, but also direct, uh, which, which basically gives you direct, um, direct access um, to, the, um, to the internet without much of a, of a friction. And then the third one is the roaming users. So laptop computers have obviously um, helped um, desktop computers to become the primary endpoint 
for many businesses and they are agile and easy to carry. Um, so similarly, mobile computing has also um, allowed people to be move, move, move freely. Um, and certainly, if you look at my um, amount of work that I can carry out using my smartphone as opposed to my notebook, um, it's, it's quite staggering um, because devices such as um, smartphones are becoming more and more um, um, faster, stronger with high capacity, but also data connectivity is prevalent everywhere you go. So because of these technology trends, uh, most work and now can now be performed um, um, from practically anywhere, to be quite honest. Um, and that allows the Roman users, obviously, to be more um, agile. And then lastly, um, more network traffic. Um, I think in the old days where everything was going back to the data center, um, um, there was less traffic, but now new apps, including public cloud storage, video conferencing, as you know, um, are extremely hungry for data, and they require a large amount of network traffic um, to support that increase um, of the employees' demand. So, and, and, and that normally, that traffic is, is putting an ever greater strain on existing network infrastructure and centralized security processes. And this r essentially leads to the inevitable uh, performance issue, low productivity, and, 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 and effectively really a poor overall user experience. So what are the security challenges well, as we know, network security is no longer confined to the data center. And as we know, it's shifting to the cloud. So, and as work moves outside of the traditional um, office and security moves to the cloud, the you know, well-recognized, well-tried and true perimeter-based security model is not going to keep up. Um, and in order to be really um, successful, um, IT teams need to identify a new approach to control and secure users, but also the apps and the devices and data anywhere and everywhere. So today, the wide-scale use of cloud application has, has become a fundamental um, challenge to business operation, and, and that goes anywhere, really. So um, that, that's, that's essentially the new, the new paradigm. And to become uh, more agile and overcome these cost and performing issue, performance issue, um, you know, based on the traditional approach, um, organizations by and large are adopting a more decentralized network approach to optimize essentially performance, um, but also um, to take care of remote locations. And this enables more efficient um, access to their offices, but also to um, their um, whatever their data is processed or, or secured. Um, for example, this includes gaps in feasibility and coverage. Um, this includes volume of complexity and security tools. And also this includes the limited budget and security resources, um, for example. Now, we touched the, the um, Secure Access um, Service Edge, SASE, um, but here are a few, um, you know, 
digital transformation organizations are um, trying to put in place in order to make that a success. Um, they would probably want to have a identity centric um, um, approach rather than um, disperse. Um, having a cloud native um, um, approach and, and which, which basically describes a modern digital enterprise um, go-to uh, market um, approach, um, but also taking care of sensitive data located um, outside of the enterprise data center in the cloud, um, rather than just um, relying on the old approach um, of everything within a confined perimeter. The other thing is the edge computing, and this supports the, the, the SASE concept, um, and this is what Gartner described as worldwide fabric mesh of network and network security capabilities. That's a mouthful. Um, and, and then finally, globally distributed, um, um, and which essentially this is described as the need for an intelligent switchboard where identities are connected to network capabilities via this new concept, the Secure Access Service Edge, SASE, um, which obviously is demanded by vendors who will be able to um, make that reality. So as you can see, the... SASE concept essentially consolidates numerous networking and security capability functions. Um, the traditional delivered multi-siloed point solutions um, is now transformed into a single fully integrated cloud-native um, platform. So there are benefits, and these benefits, for example, can include reduced cost and complexity, enable secure remote and mobile access, and this will be obviously my main important point, um, but also the, the, the first point that I made, the reduction of cost and complexity. As you know, um, complexity is the enemy of security, and that really what it means is the more something is made complex, um, the more it is um, to fall victim of security breach because um, somewhere, somehow, someone would overlook something that is simple to be secured, but because it's extremely complex, it's been cloaked by unnecessary layers um, that doesn't expose um, the security risk. So avoid complexity is essentially what I mean. And then the third point of benefit is to provide latency-optimized and essentially policy routing. And this really just refers to the infrastructure side of things, um, such as the um, network and routing and switching. But also improve security, um, seamless access for users. And this is an improvement from consumption as far as the experience of the users are concerned. We certainly have experienced um, latency and frustration and friction when we suddenly moved from office to remote work, um, you know, April, March, um, the first half of last year, for example. And then lastly, update threat protections and policies without hardware and software upgrade. And that's the concept um, that SASE, um, SASE brings. In addition, restrict access based on users, device and application identity. Um, and finally, increase network and security staff effectiveness with centralized policy management.
So what are the key takeaways from this discussion? Well, um, the key takeaways really are um, more remote offices and roaming users are there and that needs to be solved. Um, direct internet access um, is the new norm. Um, the SaaS um, apps are taken over. That's say software as a service. The old way of networking is slow and also expensive. Um, the network architecture is meeting new demands. Um, you know, the load is increasing. Look for solution, for example, that reduces cost and complexity. And as I said, complexity is the enemy of security. Don't compromise on network performance, of course, and that's what SASE concept brings. Always keep security top of mind, um, you know, just because you no longer have a perimeter, um, don't believe you're delegating that responsibility to the cloud provider. It's a shared resources, and therefore security lies on your feet, and you need to take care of that. You need to make life easier for your operation team as well, and that's what the cloud nativeness of applications are providing us. And essentially, every journey starts with a single step, so no rush. And um, SASE is a concept rather than a product that you can go and buy. And with that said, we came to the end of today's show. Thank you for joining me once again, and take care.